Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. And today we are unplugged. The orange is changing a little bit of directions, although we're not getting rid of the normal format. I will still be bringing on guests and doing the interview thing. But in talking with two of my favorite folks who are joining me today, J.D. Wallace and Andrew Miller, we thought we would spice things up. And so today we are introducing the new unplugged format. Guys, why are we doing this? I think I'll dive in a little bit. I mean, so so JD and I have both been uh, frequent flyers, I think, for better or worse. Hopefully it's right. your numbers, not hurting them, all that yeah, kind of it's stuff. It's all good. It's all good. My jacket's in the mail, right? Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah, we've got that. Green? Well, at least stickers. I think that's all I got left. Five-timer club. That's it. I've got, I've got the hat back from when you had hats. I remember getting that. I got it at home. So we thought about, I mean, and this was actually initiated from, from you, Rob, about like the format of the Pew Report largely has been kind of topic focused to bring folks on. It, it's worked really well, but there's also all this other stuff, this, these other sides of Pure that reflect a lot of what we see in the field, potentially, as well as there's stories there, there's application. Sometimes there's even little shorter segments that don't necessarily make sense for a whole episode, but it's interesting stuff and it's cool things. There were, there were a lot of other things that you and I were brainstorming about, J.D. So so much cool stuff, right? I mean, to your point, uh, it's great. I, I'm, I've actually been a fan of the Pure Report for a long time, even before I joined Pure Storage. Um, I love the way that Rob, you've, you've been able to take your guests and, you know, really deep dive into a subject, but, um, you know, there's so many of these little cool things that we like to bring up. Uh, and I think we've, we've got some ideas for some really interesting topics. Yeah, I love it. I, I love evolving this and moving into some of these fun segments that people can expect every time. But I also love that we're going to get a little bit of the field perspective, right? I mean, the things that we do and we talk about and we hear in corporate, you also have stories that expand or maybe even go deeper, right? And add a little bit more color commentary and some reality to a lot of the things that we talk about. So, you know, for the listener out there, some of the things we may be talking about may refer back to recent episodes. That'll be a fun thing that we can do. JD and Andrew and whoever else they bring on can uh, dive a little bit deeper, but we've also got some fun things. Stay tuned. There's some fun segments that we are going to be rolling out here. So I am super excited to hand over the reins to both of you and uh, and see how this goes. So Andrew, I think you're going to be the uh, the MC for this one today. Yeah, at least for this one. We, we talked about for those of you who think about like how to how to podcast work on the inside. There's, there's value to someone kind of managing the flow, not being the jerk who moves things along. But you know, you got to have that. So it's, it's just how it works well. And you do that really well, Rob. And we're like we're like in free compliment mode, I think, right now, to, to be honest. The um the other the other piece there as we move into one of the first segments is that uh, in previous lives, I've been um, HQ focused or remote HQ. I think the same for you, JD. And you know that you have field links in our roles now we have lots of links into hq but we live in the field which is you know code word for we talk with customers and partners and we live in closer to real life if that's not being too snarky about previous andrew or jd where we've lived more in hq roles so hopefully you'll have that flavor of pure technologies coming to real life coming to you and as we were talking about various segments we're going to go through some of the segment ideas but the first one the very first segment for today is events or let's maybe call it instead cool stuff you can join us for online maybe someday in person when we get back to that kind of thing but starting off thinking about events that have been recently as well as other ones and actually i realized that i'm gonna back that up for a second we're doing this we're doing this live so we're actually before i go to events i'm gonna jump into news because there were two big things there so mm -hmm, we're doing this real you got the blooper in the first one 
JD, you had we had two news items that we wanted to hit on. The first is something about growth. Tell me more. Yeah. So, you know, Pure Storage, we're a public company. And so every quarter, uh, Charlie Giancarlo and some of his executive staff uh, join a call and they they get to tell everybody how we're doing and, and what we've been up to. And uh, man, that was a big call last week. So a couple of little data points there. Our Q2 revenue grew 23% year over year. Um, subscription services, which, you know, I think we've talked about on the Pure Report a couple of times, is a big part of kind of moving our customers into what we call Pure as a service or, or that subscription or that consumption type of model. Uh, been incredibly popular. Revenues are up 31% year over year for the subscription services. Uh, and we even raised our FY22 revenue outlook to a little over 2 billion dollars. And so uh, incredible news for pure storage. You know, I'm as a shareholder, I'm certainly excited to see uh, that kind of growth. And, you know, it really mirrors what I think, Andrew, you and I have seen in the field where uh, we've been very fortunate to just have a, a customer base that that continues to love what we're doing. And uh, it, it's so exciting to see that uh, reflected here in our business. Yeah, I, I love seeing it, you know, coming up on my fourth year here at the company. Wow. I mean, time flies when you're having fun, but I've been asked by family members. I've been asked by friends, colleagues, you know, others like, wow, those were really great results. What's going on? And I look at it and just go, you know, we have a solid strategy, right? We've, we've committed to that firm strategy. There's a, an outstanding leadership team in place that's reinforcing that strategy and everybody's bought in. Right. And so you mentioned things around subscription services and kind of where we're going. It, really, this announcement saw the fruits of a lot of things coming together relative to strategy, leadership and consistency in message and, and where we're driving to. So, you know, that's what I'd add in my two cents on top of that, J.D. Two and a half years in, you've been here a little longer, Rob. It's cool to see financial and the street reflecting frankly what we hear from a lot of people because it was almost being real a little bit puzzling internally you don't live by the stock price but your customers ask you about it too because they're like hey you know or can we hey, can we count on peer for the long term and we're seeing some of that come through in investment relations and also relations it's neat there's also been some role changes in some good ways sometimes you hear about it's like ooh, you know who, who left or who's changing well so cause who's the co-founder is now officially the chief vision officer i think i've got that right with you know a capital c and a capital v and a capital o he is still here and involved in a lot of different ways because he's got all this pure history and knowledge to put his hands in you know, wherever it makes sense as well and then the um and then as well, Rob Lee, if you've been in EBCs or you've watched Tech Field Days or other stuff, Rob Lee has been here nearly eight years at Pure. He was previously, and hopefully I'm not going to get in trouble here, I want to say VP and Chief Architect. Now he is officially the CTO. So, and whatever CTO means, I'll, I'll let you insert that. But, you know, it's a common tell. But if, you've, if you're familiar with Rob, his fingerprints are all over so many things around Pure in really, really good ways. JD, I think uh, I'll let you keep going, but I know you even got a little bit of help too on the West. Yeah, I've really enjoyed watching uh, Rob. There's a lot of public videos out there that you can go and find and see where he's actually kind of dug into the technology. And it's just, it, it's so exciting to listen to him describe what we're doing and frame it in a way that if you're, you know, outside uh, kind of looking in, it really gives you a great idea for what we're doing and the technology that we're building. And so I, I'm so excited to see Rob move into uh, into that space and come on now, 
chief vision officer. That's a pretty cool title, man. I wish I had something like that on my business card. I mean, that, that's pretty neat, right? So congrats to uh, cause as well. He's been a fabulous leader for us and I'm excited to see him there. Um, but yeah, not the only place we're seeing the team grow. So um, Andrew, you and I are both on what we call the principal technology strategy team here at pure storage. And we've been really fortunate out in the West where I serve to get two new teammates, Zane Allen and Sean Kennedy recently joined. And so, uh, man, I, I really could use the help out here. And so I'm so excited to see these talented individuals come on board. And Rob, I know you like to pull from our team quite a bit for the Pure Report. So maybe we'll even get some of those voices on uh, in some future episodes. Yeah, the more the merrier. Let's get him on. Let's get. I've talked to Zane a couple times already, but uh, you, you and uh, and your teammates are just a wonderful wealth of of information. Again, back to Andrew's point earlier, right? Is that you are in the field and you do talk to and engage with customers, so you put some reality to uh, a lot of the things that we do on the marketing side, and so it's always great to combine those two elements together. I think Rob, you had one you wanted to throw in. There's a, there's this gentleman who's your I don't know maybe like boss's boss's boss something like that. I can, think he's can he boss's boss there? these days. Yeah, but no, just a quick <laughs> shout out. I realized as we were previewing for the episode that our chief marketing officer Jason Rose is going to hit his one year anniversary in September. I think he came back in in September. And one of the great things that Jason has done, and and the reason why his his joining at the time he did, is really to get everybody at Pure thinking more digitally, thinking more online, which meshes really well with where the digital experience team is going and, and, and how Pure is looking to meet people out where they are online. And so, you know, you'll continue to see a lot more innovation in that space, but just in a year, he, he's gotten us really shifting focus to, you know, stop writing so much content, stop just throwing a bunch of things out there, look to engage people online, look to make offers, uh, look to get people interested with, you know, non-branded content, things around thought leadership. And, uh, and that's a lot more fun as it turns out for uh, for a marketeer so uh, kudos to Jason and and he's been building a world-class marketing team as well so I think that's worth mentioning since we are on the subject of what's uh, what's hot what's new and what's cool so that's segment one everything like that's short that's part of the point hopefully we'll bring bite-sized stuff the next one is actually going on to what I said before the cool stuff you can join us for Likely right now it's online to be real, hopefully in the in person in the future again. There are actually some upcoming events we wanted to give you a heads up on. But even before we go there, a little bit of a look back. Uh, back in May to June, I want to say, I, I think, Rob, you literally disappeared for a couple months, or maybe it was just all the free time on your calendar disappeared with all the, with all the content that came out during Accelerate. Mind giving a brief uh, shout out for that and the content that is still very relevant and huge amounts of it out there? Sure thing. It is my second job every year. It happens just like uh, just like a holiday. It comes back, but that is fine. It's worth the investment. Accelerate is so much fun to bring together all the smart people that we have in this company, uh, bring together our partners and invite our customers and our prospects and, and even analysts and other industry folks that want to hear from us and just talk about all the great things they're doing. Uh, this year, we did it all online and we did it over a period of four to five weeks. And when you do that, it turns out there's a lot 
that is out there. So all that content is available online. It is a point in time, but we do not shut it off, right? It is it is all absolutely out there. Uh, if you do a search on Pure Accelerate, you can get the digital session catalog and pull up the keynotes, pull up all the the track content is out there. And even if you're if you're in one of our user groups, if you're in the Flash crew and you didn't have time to attend a lot of Accelerate, we're actually re-swizzling and using a lot of that Accelerate content into the Flash crew user groups out there. So it's reaching you one way or another. Um, we're really excited and we're already starting to plan for Accelerate next year. And again, with the hope that we'll be able to deliver some type of in-person event, depending on conditions. But I think what we've learned from the metrics and the excitement around the last couple digital events that we've done, that we're not going to get rid of that format as well. You know, it is hard for people to get time to travel and to roll out to things and, and uh, you know, spend money on T&E. So we will still offer the digital, but we are starting to look ahead. And hopefully at some point in 2022, we'll be able to welcome people in person in some geographic location that we will uh, find out about at some point. So thanks for that on Accelerate. I think we're all figuring out what that looks like. Yeah. Looking at upcoming events, uh, there's a couple. Uh, one is actually on September 8th. Uh, there's a there's a monthly coffee break series, which has been a lot of fun. JD and I did one back in February, I think it was. That was one of the highest ones. See, I think. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. There's been a bunch since then. This month, September 8th, will be with Cody Hosterman. It's a coffee break because hey, you get free coffee for attending, but we try and make it educational. That's the first half. Cody and I are going to wander through a good a bit of VMware storage history, first half, and then how Pure and VMware, so many ways that we integrate kind of thing. But as well on September 22nd, it's almost like a little bit of a recap of the coffee break you and I did, JD, except it's bigger and crazier and flashier. I think it's a game changer, maybe? I think it will be a game changer. <laughs> we were doing an event. It's a game changer event. We're calling it Flash for the entire data center. And we're going to revisit that topic that you and I talked about uh, back in February that you alluded to. We're going to dig into QLC-based Flash and how that is allowing our customers to eliminate hybrid storage in their data center. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, there's going to be a brief panel. Uh, another uh, member of our team, Kyle Keller, uh, is going to be on as well as Scott Nielsen from Kyokshia. And we're going to dig into some technology. I'm going to get to ask those folks a few questions. But then Cash Cab's Adam Grow is going to take over and do a little bit of a trivia game show. There's going to be prizes. There's going to be a lot of production value. I'm pretty excited about this one, Andrew. I love that you're keeping it interesting, right? I mean, we, we keep hearing things about webinar fatigue, but we're just not seeing it, right? And as long as we, as long as we keep these formats interesting and that we deliver some, Andrew, I mean, you, both of you, I have to give kudos for the coffee break format. Uh, it's really, it's really working well. People keep coming, people keep coming back. You know, it's a little chunk out of their day where they can explore and learn something. So I have to congratulate you and the, and you know, and the field marketing team because that's just one. I mean, the results and the numbers are great. Right. Let's let's you know let's let's admit that. But also we're giving something to people. You know, not just free coffee cards, but also some some really cool and interesting information. So you know, if you miss that series, those are all po posted out there. You want to go back and check those out. Those are those are absolutely fantastic. Try and I think when I've heard it's interesting. The webinar fatigue comment is interesting. Generally, it seems when I dig into that is people. In all respect, they're tired of boring online content. Yeah. So yeah, you don't, don't want to jump the shark and make it <laughs> weird. 
Though maybe with Argenis Fernandez wearing a wig, we might have gotten just right up to that edge, but not gone all the way over. Just, <laughs> like, just the right amount of weird, though. Yeah, <laughs> the right amount. Yeah, but doesn't he? Shouldn't he always have a wig on? I mean, Argenis, we should always have a wig on. <laughs> be fantastic. The other from a, a corporate standpoint is we do have a, a very official one coming up on September 28th, uh, Financial Analyst Day, which on one level, I'm, I'm sure the folks listening sounds downright fascinating, but there's actually some really cool stuff there. And I both you and I have been kind of close to that, Rob. Uh, thoughts? Yeah, it's really exciting, right? It's that one point in time where we can really solidify and, and not just look back or talk about what's what's current, but really look forward. You know, what is what is the pure storage of the next couple of years and beyond going to look like and really solidify around the vision, around the strategy and hint, hint, you know, we talked about subscription services uh, revenue uh, earlier with JD and, and that, you know, is a prevailing direction for the company. But, you know, Outlook Q&A, that's definitely something that uh, is an exciting point in time and comes mid-year and happens just come after we, we made some really great uh, Q2 financial announcements. So I think that one's going to be really exciting before we move into events season, which there's going to be one in the fall, right, Andrew? So last but not least for the event section, there's this thing called VMworld. I'm betting most people listening have been there. It's VMworld Digital 2021, October 5 to 7. Actually, uh, thanks to, um, I'll, just, I'll just be real, Cody was out a little bit, so I got tapped to help with a VMware and ransomware session. There's that one and then a bunch of other even more interesting sessions kind of thing. So we've got a lot of good stuff coming up there as from so many different partners and from VMware themselves. You know, I think we've all we've all got a soft spot in our heart for what VMware has been in the market. Anything else anyone wants to add on VMworld? I know it could be a lot. It's, it's up there, right? I mean, the, the, you know, there's there's a, an event page that's up there and is ready to roll. I, again, it we have such great VMware expertise with Cody and, and his extended team, and really the level of integration, the relationship we have with with VMware is so solid. Um, and there's always new innovation coming there. So that's a don't miss if uh, if you live in that world. If you do things with virtualization and VMware, and you're even moving ahead with with whatever Tanzu is is going to do for you and and container adoption, you're going to hear about all those things. Cool. Okay, so we had other segments that we've been thinking about, and we wanted to preview. We weren't going to make the recording today insanely long, but we've still, we've still got a little bit to go through. But to give a sense of some of the other ideas we were thinking of that are, you know, bite-sized items. Um, one, we're going to give a little bit longer of a preview. We're called a love letter to applications. Before I go there, though, some of the ideas out there were tip of the week, um, 15 decisions, I'll start on the 15 decision, and then JD, I know the tip of the week was yours, uh, kind of your idea. Uh, when you look at pure architecture, you may have heard that there are 15 core architectural decisions uh, that, that go back to the founding of pure. Um, it's the technology foundation that makes some of when we talk about Evergreen more than a marketing program. Evergreen has marketing components to it and business components to it, but it's those 15 underlying decisions about data reduction and about simplicity and about statelessness and how we even reserve performance capacity encryption. Like That's all the architectural heft foundation that's underneath those programs. So we're probably going to come back. We'll see. I don't know, JD, if we feel like it'll be one one decision per segment, two or three. It might be just how long it gets. I'm not sure. But it felt like that's a good core pure thing if we did all 15 of them we might be able to sleep we break it up one or two at a time hopefully it works can you do a preview one give us one of them throw one out there i'll put you on the spot 
So the uh, let, let's start with the idea of simplicity and performance and tie that a little bit into data reduction. So there's a great quote from Cos. So simplicity is actually literally listed as the first one. We'll see how I do at the, with the at-home quiz, you know, kind of thing in a little <laughs> bit here. So simplicity, but the quote from Cos and uh, Kix actually is, come for the performance, because no one's going to try a new vendor unless there's great performance 10 years ago. Stay for the simplicity. The simplicity ends up being the long-term competitive differentiator. One of the ways that you have simplicity is that you have a data reduction architecture that is inline deduplication and compression that is always on, that is also going post-process and prioritizing the right I.O. And you don't have knobs and dials to turn on that, like some of the stuff I've worked with in the past, where it's like, do I want this? Well, then I can't have this. I'll turn this knob and I'll turn that knob and I better keep track of all my knobs or else I go crazy. So there's simplicity as that overarching theme. And then you can actually play it through a bunch of the other principles. I think number three or four, we'll see if I'm right later, is data reduction. What did I leave out there, JD? You talk about I, this stuff too. Actually, I want to challenge you a little bit on the first one because I think you're right. If, I, if I'm remembering the slide, I think simplicity is the first one on there. But I also distinctly remember a peer report episode where Rob, uh, we brought up how cause likes to say that it's not simple. This is actually rather complex. All of the things that we do, all of the services that we provide through purity are hard to do. These are hard problems that we've solved. And it's actually that we build those tools in a way to make them intuitive and, and maybe for the customer, simplicity comes out of that intuitiveness, but we're actually solving hard problems in a very elegant way. So it's intuitive versus simple. Rob, am I remembering that right? No, it's great. You remember that it was a long, long interview that I did with Cause, which was fantastic. You know, you get a you get an hour and a half with with the founder of the company. You're going to sit there and talk to him for the entire time. I learned a ton, and of course, there was that segment where we went off on 15 minutes about bathroom designs in hotels, which everybody <laughs> found super hilarious. And bathroom design in hotels, guess what? Not intuitive, according to Cause. But when when I got to the part where I asked him about the initial design of the product, it was you know, I mentioned simplicity and he went, actually, it's about intuitive. And I said, okay, well, double click on that. What, what did you look at when you were looking to make the first product design? He said, I looked at all the things that I didn't like about existing products. Like I looked at all the things that made it hard to use that shouldn't be hard to use. And we engineered those things out. And so what, what you end up with is something's intuitive and, you know, not to crap on Andrew, but eventually it results in simplicity for the customer. There are things, uh, a guy who used to work on my team used to say, we help people take storage for granted, right? Those, those things that you've worked with for 10 or 15 years and go, wait, I thought I had to do this. You don't have to do those anymore because it's intuitive. So yeah, you got it, JD, you're on it. And thanks for listening. <laughs> so as soon as you said JD, I knew where you're going and I just pulled up, I actually pulled up the formal internal paper, which if you're a customer is an NDA type thing, let's be real about this, uh, but it does say simplicity. So I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to pit the cause of 10 years ago against the cause of today, <laughs> or maybe I'm just feeling very defensive and I'm going to crawl into my hole right now. I'm, no, 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 we'll, we'll keep going. Uh, one of the other segment ideas was actually around tip of the week. I think that that was actually originally yours, JD. Although we all, it seems like we just run across these neat little factoids. You're like, ooh, that's a fun one. Like, like I think of it, I'll play one and I'll let you play one live too. Um, it's not tip of the week, but maybe even kind of factoid of the week of do you have to manage encryption on a pure array? Well, no, it's always on because we use it for randomizing the data for wear leveling. 
And that's also partly why you can't turn it off. And as well, if you can turn off encryption, it's potential, it's un- inherently insecure kind of thing. So it's like this little like, huh, you know, you, you pull that little layer down. And it's just fun to think about what you got, J.D. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about this uh, segment because I think you guys know that I love I'm a big home lab, right? So I've got my. Uh, home lab environment set up where I get to tinker and play and I've got flash array running and flash blade running. And I get to kind of mess with those and see how they integrate with different kind of solutions and tools. And so, you know, in our role, Andrew, a lot of times I'll get asked uh, questions about, can we do, you know, a particular thing. And if I get asked that question a couple of times, well, I'll just go into the lab and figure it out. And sometimes I even produce a blog post out of that. And so, you know, if if you're going to put me on the spot, I'd say my first tip of the day, episode one is, did you know that you can configure pure storage flash rate email alerts to work with Microsoft 365 or Office 365, if you're still using the the older name for it. Um, and, And I actually got a little blog, we'll put this in the show notes. I've actually got a blog post that I put out there that kind of walks you through exactly how to set that up and, and even shows you how to do it if you have multi-factor authentication enabled on your Microsoft 365 account. So there, there's my first one for you. You can use Microsoft 365 for your flash or email alerts. And hopefully that gives a flavor. Like some of this is going to be down in the weeds architecturally, higher level. Some of it's just like fun tactical stuff. That's not minimizing. Like that's a cool, neat detail that for the right person is like, ooh, that, that makes their day kind of thing. Um, and that even takes me back to uh, configuring SMTP servers and send mail and bind and all that stuff that I think still underpins the internet more or less somewhere down there. The one other segment we were thinking of and preview this one a little bit now was the idea of that it is an application first world. If I go and do some some air quotes or put the the capital letters on the title, I thought about calling it Pure's love letter to applications. I don't know if that's corny, but it looks good when you type it down kind of thing. But the idea that it's easy for us sometimes and recognizing a lot, we come from infrastructure backgrounds. I do, to be real about it. And JD, yourself, a lot of our listeners, but we know that what matters are applications. So how can you look at any given thing in the pure portfolio and tie it to something that an application owner cares about? For instance, it's not necessarily a, ooh, look at the latency. It's like sub millisecond or it's a couple hundred microseconds. It's more of a, hmm, that database query or that business warehouse can complete the database query could complete 10 times faster or five times faster. Or if I'm refreshing VDI uh, virtual desktops, I remember a story from a gentleman at Pure that, you know, someone came in and told him that Pure saved his marriage, which feels over the top until he continued by saying that before Pure, he basically spent every single weekend in the office doing VDI profile refreshes and it gave him his weekends back and his wife was seriously unhappy about that kind of thing. That's that's actually even going all the way to the human side, not just the applications. But so we're going to have a continuing theme where we take various technologies NVMe, Cisco validated designs, pure validated designs, snapshots, APIs, a lot of potentially down the stack stuff, but weave it into, pull it into how do you care about this at an application and then even really a business level. I feel like I may have chewed up a lot of that, JD. Anything else you want to add there? And and Rob too, we're not leaving anybody out. I think it'd be really interesting if you can pull the human element out in that. I will challenge you on future episodes that when you do this love letter applications, you know, not just the business outcome, but what's the human element of those kinds of things? What does it mean to have a CVD 
what kind of time, in most of the cases, it's going to be giving time back, right? I mean, to the to the DBA, the story I always tell about the DBA at the, at the Microsoft show, who said, I have eight to 10 weekends back with my family. That's the kind of thing. I mean, that's the stuff that people remember, right, JD? I love it because at the end of the day, you know, we're all about trying to improve your application experience. Nobody's yeah. storing data just for the sake of storing it. It's It's got some purpose. There's some application that's deriving value out of it. And um, I, I think it's great that we're going to try to highlight some of those stories. And, and I agree with you, Rob, let's, let's bring that all the way around to what does that mean? Not just for that application, but for that application owner as well. How does that change their life? How does that make their day-to-day job better? Um, yeah. So I think, I think we've got a lot we can explore there and I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. That's actually some of how, um, and I actually saw this when I was on the partner side. And I think I can say this now that there are various technologies, various companies out there that acquire fanboys, fangirls, a higher level of enthusiasm from day-to-day folks because of the impact it has on their lives. Just very, very tangibly. It's like, this made my life easier and better. And I'm not as frustrated as the stuff I have to do every day. So we're, we're going to mine some of those themes in here. That was one of the things that attracted me to Pure. Because I mean, in actually, JD, and you're in my role, we don't have to do it often. But sometimes there's an apology tour component to it. You know, like something didn't go well and we come in to talk with folks. I'm not going to say that never happens. Because um, no, no company's perfect. But it definitely happens far less here. And there's far more happy number of happy customers on average. And we're going to be mining some of that. And that's part of why we're here too. It's not like apology tours are fun for anybody after all. Mm-hmm. Bringing it home, the last set of segments was actually just having some fun. Hopefully, hopefully all of it feels kind of fun. Like we're not boring talking heads with it all scripted out. But we thought about stuff. I think like it was things I can't let go. There was Lego build of the week. There were best Zoom backgrounds. Um, although we, um, we, while we are recording this and we'll, with video, we'll figure out how we do the video aspect. So we may even play with some of those live. If we go with the idea of a palette cleanser, I think that was you, Rob. You know, you end it. It ends on a fun note. It doesn't even have to be about tech. I'm going to toss it live. Uh, Rob first and then JD. And I'll, and I'll finish up. Yeah. What's your palate cleanser? What do you want to yeah. throw out? Let's throw some of these in. I'm going to do beer of the week. And it's kind of fun. I, you know, I had Ralph Ronzio on a little while back and he's a big video guy, uh, video game guy. So we riff for five or 10 minutes, you know, just, Hey, what are your favorite video games? And I don't know, maybe we do that one on a future, but uh, when, when my wife and I got married and, and got a house and moved in together, I inherited a really old refrigerator and I stuck that refrigerator out in the garage as we got a, newer, more modern one. So I don't know, it's sometime middle eighties. I was like, what do I do with this refrigerator? Oh, I I think I can just stick beer in it. Right. So I always have kind of cold beer and I'm not mucking up the space in the main refrigerator in the kitchen. And that's been 17 or 18 years going. Now I'm not drinking beer all day long and not drinking a ton every night. You know, it's kind of a weekend Friday night thing, but it is fun to collect and, uh, and try different times. So I want to go with beer of the week or beer of the month, depending on how often we do this. And right now it is one of my favorite times of the year. It is Oktoberfest, which actually happens in September. I've been to two or three of those. A great time, but I am not an IPA guy. I do not like bitter, bitter, hoppy beer. Sorry, JD, because I know you are way, way onto that side. And so Oktoberfest beers come out and they are more malt forward. And I just absolutely love them. The recent couple of years, there's been more collaborations. So Sierra Nevada and Golden Road are doing things with Spaten and, uh, you know, one of the 
German breweries. So I've got a couple of those rolling right now. Carl Strauss, which is one of my favorite breweries down in San Diego. I just found some of those at the store day before yesterday. And even a good old Texas brewery, Shiner. Shiner's put out an Oktoberfest and I grabbed some of those. So I'm sitting on four different, non-German really, actually all American versions of Oktoberfest beers that I absolutely love. And uh, you know, probably in the next week or two, I'll maybe grab some German ones, which are a little bit more authentic. But uh, boy, those Oktoberfest Meritzen beers, I do love them and I've got them. JD, you like those things too? Or are you just going to just keep rolling with IPAs? No, I, I you know, I, I love them all, right? I, yeah. I, I don't know that I've met a style that I don't like <laughs> from, you know, from lagers to pilsners to uh, those big hot monsters coming out of the, the, the West Coast to those fruity, hazy IPAs coming out of the East Coast and everything in between. Um, I'm a big fan. But since you did out me as a hop head, I'll mention that the uh, the hops out in my yard that I grow myself are starting to look pretty nice. And it, it's been a little while since I've uh, made a batch of homebrew. So uh, it may be about time to, to do that. So, you know, we can, we can talk about that in, in a future segment of, beer of the week. How about that, inspiration, Rob? Inspiration, a little bit of inspiration. Go get on that, man. <laughs> I can't wait. I don't think... I don't think I can top those recommendations. So I'm, I'm going to leave it with JD and Rob as the experts in that category. I'll play more with, I think, Lego or the other ones. Being real, we have a bunch of ideas. Um, Rob, you're going to continue on with doing the Pure Report format as it's been, bringing a lot of interesting stuff, new developments, great speakers, great content. As JD and I continue with the Pure Report Unplugged, hopefully you'll be able to join us a lot, but maybe not every every time. We definitely want input from people on what you think of this format and what you're looking to hear about kind of thing. So we were actually just going through before the show here, and there is an email address. Believe it or not, you might be able to guess what it is. PureReport at PureStorage.com. You can find all of us on Twitter, too. So please don't hesitate to hit us up there or drop us an email for anything that you heard as far as the various segments, some of the stuff that we talked about. We want to shape this around what's interesting to you. Uh, you as the listeners and and rob appreciate the latitude to we won't go too crazy but we can have some fun with this and maybe go some directions we didn't even think about based on what feedback we get from all of you before we bring it home actually i think that is all on my end jd i'll turn it over to you and there's no one who does the ending better than rob so i'm out jd you know, I, I just, Rob, you've, you've really built something great with the Pure Report, and I can't thank you enough for inviting Andrew and I to come and be a part of it. Um, I'm really excited about what we are putting together here. But as Andrew pointed out, this is evolving and growing, and we want to hear your ideas. So please don't hesitate to send us that email, purereport at purestorage.com. Let us know what you're thinking. What do you want to hear more of? Uh, what's your favorite beer for Rob's uh, Beer of the Week segment? Uh, we want to hear from you. With that, thanks so much. And Rob, take us home. Yeah, gents, absolutely wonderful to have you involved in this. You've been uh, trusted and very informative guests uh, since I've been bringing you on, you know, JD, a little bit less time than uh, Andrew. And I'm really happy we finally found the time to put this together. I think it's a lot of fun, a, a good mixture of content that keeps everybody listening and, and hopefully coming back. So please do hit up that email alias of pureport at purestorage.com and let us know your thoughts. And uh, you can also use that if you've got feedback for the, uh, for the mainstream pure report as well, for which I've got a 
whole slate of, uh, geez, I've got four or five recordings going on with, uh, which, which is really, which is what my hobby is. It's not something that the company actually pays me to do, but I have a lot of fun doing it. So uh, stay tuned for more episodes coming out. And thank you as always for listening. Look for future Unplugged episodes coming soon on the same podcast feed. And with that, we will go ahead and wrap for Pure Storage. Andrew Miller and J.D. Wallace, this is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back, something might be gaining on you.